Everybody. Thanks for checking out this uh, live stream. Oh, hi, James. So great to see you. I was just thinking about you the other day. I was going to send you a text. How's it going? Uh, um, Kid Poker 007 says, did, did you ever do any lesson on swing feel? Um, I don't think I have. Um, so maybe I will have to do that. Um, I have been doing some things on a subdivision in the uh, member area, and so we've been working on swing feel a, a little bit on that. Um, so maybe I'll just offer a couple of tips. Thanks for bringing that up. Um, so let's see. One of the things I'll just mention too, um, and I'm just speaking kind of from my own experience and um, also just some some teaching methods like um, fellow teachers and directors um, uh, have talked about this with uh, like coaching ensembles 
and stuff, um, which is to focus like a little more, like let's say if you're playing, let's say you're playing like C major scale or something. To um, first not really think too much about the swing necessarily, but like um, accenting on, on the end of the beat. So, and maybe even play like real even, like. So like just accenting a little bit on the end of the beat, maybe playing fairly uh, evenly, or just ha having a little, a little, um, a little bit of that swing going. So, so kind of what you don't want is like, so that, that you don't really want. Um, so that's kind of like the last example is kind of like what you don't necessarily want to do. So, um, unless you're just like going for that sound at a given moment, but uh, that's more like a dotted quarter and a sixteenth. So um, you can also dig back and and do listening like throughout history of um, of uh, jazz solos and things. Um, so think back, uh, or just just in music in general, um, you might think about like ragtime kind of kind of feel and then more like swing era sort of that kind of feel another thing that's kind of interesting too is to um and that if you go back and look at that um um uh, that one solo uh we did i did a video on it um what was that uh, lee morgan that's that's super instructive uh, as far as like swing and um, even eights and us doing this thing for a period of time and this other thing for a period of time. Um, so he has passages where it's very even. Um, his passages where it's it's more swung or phrases where it's more swung. So it doesn't always have to be like the same thing all the time. So um, so those are some things I I would kind of consider but another thing to do is just try like um let's say you have two notes try picking the first note two times and the second note one and get a little triplet out of it See if you can do it and leave it out. All right, cool. Uh, James says he's still here and interested in playing guitar. Awesome. Um, practices all over the place. Um, yeah, so um, practice and um, staying on on track things. So um, 
I work on this issue with um, students of all uh, levels, whether whether absolute be beginner or maybe they've been playing for much longer. Um, want to work on a, a variety of skills uh, every every day. So, and there are kind of things that you know think about too, like. Um, Playing, make sure to play, but sometimes it's not actually like practice. So be sure to play and have fun. Um, so that's one thing. Um, practice and do things that you want to refine. Um, so let's say there's things that you're interested in playing um, and you're having fun with playing. So make, make observations or even written down notes and say, well, this didn't go very well. Or I'd, I'd like what happened here, but I'd like to be able to do this also. You know, make a list of, of some things that occur uh, in your practice session or if you even play out. Um, try to make uh, some running observations and, and maybe even writing them down. That'll make it a little more concrete. Uh, record yourself and listen to yourself. So um, what needs to... to uh, change. So, um, but, uh, you know, with private students, I have a, like a, a worksheet like that I, that I do on a monthly basis. Um, and so that's one of the first things is, is let's say, say you're doing C major scale. Uh, chord maybe major seven play the chord again and and that's it that's your your warm-up thing for that i mean that can go much further you could do it different different areas of the neck and everything so um, that's pattern and like scale knowledge and and all that. Um, try to work a little bit on um, maybe reading notes, learning notes, um, develop a, a routine. Uh, work on rhythms and drill rhythms like. One thing I, I would just say in general is like um, drill, like drill things, like do something specific and drill it, do it slowly, um, accurately, uh, cleanly, and just like do it until it's, it's very automatic um, and no, no effort, no thinking. Um, but lots of skills work on harmony, melody, um, rhythm, time feel. But you know, kind of get specific with things. Uh, you know, working on 
uh, technique. And I think that's where a lot of folks um, struggle, I think, a little bit with, uh, with learning an instrument, no matter what the genre or, or what the instrument is, really, um, is like picking like one thing and, and just doing that one thing um, and then saying, well, maybe I'll get my scales down. And then once I've mastered my scales, then maybe I'll start working on rhythm after six months or something. Um, and I would like totally not do that. Um, work on uh, several skills doing specific things and drills um, and do all of them every day. So, um, you know, if we're working on those that triplet feel like earlier, you know, and just, just say, okay, that's my drill. I'm going to do that. assess, you know, what's, what's better about it or what's, what's worse about it, how accurate was it. Um, but you got to kind of keep it interesting uh, and you have to be interested. So um, that's one thing that I've kind of enjoyed doing. That's one, one reason that I like teaching so much, which is um, just kind of coming up with, with some, some angle on on the learning process. So, you know, kind of try to explore it a little bit. So, you know, like I was saying a little bit earlier, like the whole studying the, the guitar neck, um, you know, I, I, I think I mentioned this a few times, but I, I took, um, took bass lessons from um, a, a bass teacher here and uh, and um, musician in uh, DC. I think actually he's it's in Virginia, but kind of in the DC jazz scene um, um, many years ago, twenty probably more than twenty years ago, and uh, Steve Novosel, really incredible. Position. And, um, you know, I mentioned to him, well, you know, um, I play guitar and, and stuff. And um, he said, oh, you'll be studying those patterns all your life. And uh, um, yeah, he was, he was right. But that's kind of the fun of it, too, is just, you know, trying, trying new things. Like I've been um, kind of into taking, uh, you know, some uh, arpeggios and adding nines to them, you know, so. Um, so that's kind of, you know, it's like, okay, that's, that's pretty cool. And um, taking, you know, maybe 
you know, and being able to play all those things with all all the different uh, core qualities, all the different positions and stuff all over the neck. That's uh, um, it's a, it's a lot to absorb, you know. Um, So, um, I'll mention a little bit of, uh, just some things I thought might help folks out. Um, so, um, we'll start maybe about some chromatic, I, th I think I may have mentioned a little bit of this the other day, but, or the other week, but say you play, um, say we're in eighth position and we'll play one finger per fret. And just kind of move up the chromatic scale. So when you go, you can go up here and then move to seventh position, move to the next string, sixth position to the next string, and then fifth position. And then here, stay on the same fret. So, and then down one fret. So. Maybe head up to the to the root note again. So there, you might head back down like this, kind of one fret up from where we were. Um, and then also, if you just kind of take a look at the starting. Maybe the starting note of each one of those four. You get this augmented triad. That's kind of cool, right? Um. So you might try that out as well. I'm going to play around a little bit. Let me know if you have any questions and stuff. Thanks so much for watching live.
So um, let's talk about maybe an, another uh, um, little bit of an exercise you might try. So yeah, I think um, thanks so much for asking uh, those questions um, in the beginning of the live stream. So um, let's get something kind of specific and something that uh, where you could work on um like a variety of skills so um let's check out the um similar exercise to before um and then maybe maybe once once you have these kind of under your fingers a little bit you might try um some other exercises along with them so um how about we do three um, three notes at a time, so you kind of do kind of the same thing. Oh, hi, James. Um, so that I was uh, improvising on the changes for um, uh, Blue Bossa there. So just making making it up, I guess you could say, but um, but kind of within that structure of that tune. All right, so okay, so we head up like that. Similar kind of thing uh, as before, but we're taking three notes. So if you th take three notes, then uh, to get to this note, might go over here. I mean, you could go over here. But anyway, the, the whole point of this is taking three notes at a time. And that part of the process too is um, is very beneficial. You know, fi finding, okay, if I want to play a chromatic tone above this note, but I want to play on the other string, like how far do I need to go to, to get there? Where or where is it? So even though that, that might take some time, you know, just try uh, try to do it. Okay. And now if we take the first note of each of those. We get a um, diminished uh, diminished seventh arpeggio. Um, and work through that. So so let's check out some some little things that you could do, kind of tying into. Um, um, what we talked about earlier. So you could say, okay, well, okay, I have a little bit of uh, maybe a melody. Or I have something to 
create melodies from, so the group of notes. Just take it maybe to one octave for now. Um, and I could say, okay, so we have that. Maybe what's the harmonic context? You know, what's what's that? So think about some harmony, right? I say, oh well, that would talked about this diminished, so like, okay, well, maybe play a chord, listen to it, or get something going on a play along, man in a box, or iReal Pro, or something. Say, okay, or even without that, just play a chord and get to hear it and sing, okay. And maybe we'll just kind of work up. Okay. Right? You work your way down. Um, so then then you have this um, the skill that you're working on in a, in a drill, something specific to do. And then you might think, well, but is there a tune that might have that um, that chord or something? Or so, so or maybe say, okay, well, um, maybe that's like a flat three in a major something or a chord that's sort of bridging two other chords and you say okay maybe there's some some context there so then you could maybe focus on a change c diminish to uh b minor seven say okay um, maybe try that chromatic. Anyway, just kind of throwing throwing out some ideas. So then, then you're working on on melody, working on scales, uh, working on patterns on the guitar. You're working on harmony because you have a context. Um, and that's one thing that I'm really um, trying to really uh, emphasize uh, in my teaching, whether privately or um, online uh, or in the, the member area here on YouTube, is, is having harmonic context for like just about everything that, that you do. Um, so, so there you have that. And then you might think, Okay, well, um, how about you can work on subdivisions like with with that exercise, uh, like we did a moment ago? So you might think, um, you know, maybe try the uh, the triplets uh, with a bit of a subdivision in there. Um, and then let me pull up uh, something I was just working on uh, with some folks on um, Saturday the other day. Um,
So, um, so let's say you have, um, rhythm. Let's say, let's say, um, let's say we think about this arpeggio. Say, okay, well, I got, I kind of got the chromatic thing going. I have a harm, a harmony here. I think I'm maybe about a key area, um, and then. Okay, well, maybe I'll I'll play around with uh, rhythm. So I might say, okay, um, let's try this with a bunch of different rhythms, like one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four. And say, okay, there's my drill that I'm going to do now. And sometimes you can have your practice session kind of evolve like that and just say, okay, um, we worked a little bit on, on melody scales, worked a little bit on harmony there. Let's see if we could tie it into rhythm. Um, and so I would say, okay, we'll, we'll, we'll pick the arpeggio tones of the arpeggio and play it um, like I just did five different ways uh, with rhythm and give yourself that challenge say oh, okay I'm, I'm gonna practice counting out loud as I as I play it you know or set a set a metronome um, and um, you know, one thing I've I've come across um, you know I think as um, as a teacher, you 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 sort of over the years, um, you see a lot of people try it out, and you you want folks to succeed, and you want them to keep going because it's it's just fun to do, and it's really satisfying. But there are a lot of barriers that are um, are just hard to overcome. Technical technical barriers, just the training is hard, especially at the beginning, um, and it continues to be um pretty hard but if you if you kind of get over a certain technical threshold and, and maybe the knowledge knowledge too um you'll have a lot of fun with it um so um so it's kind of worth it but so what i'm kind of getting at is that the, the one quality that i've really seen from from folks that do succeed with keeping at it and keep going is um, is persistence. Um, so just, and I, I tell folks, uh, especially private students that, um, you know, I've seen, I've seen people really, really, really struggle, um, from the beginning and some folks keep it going and, um, and end up doing really great. I had this one high school student, uh, once many years ago and she um she just had a really really hard time with it um she came to her lesson every week she practiced every day and um and so i had these recitals for for these folks in the studio and um and so usually i'd have like the strongest player as the last um last performance for everyone and um and after, I, I think 
after about, um, I think it was about three years, um, she was the, she was the final act and she did great. I mean, she was just really good. Um, so um so you have to be i think a little bit process oriented on it and i get i get the whole goal thing um um we we want um we want to see results and um so that that's one reason i say like hit the record button play something put the date on it and then play something in three months or six months, maybe something similar, maybe a year, um, and just compare. Like, cause it's really hard to see um, see the changes day by day. Um, you know, this is like watching um, you know a kid grow up. It's like um, you don't really see. Or I guess the what I'm trying to say is if you look back at a photo, it's like, wow, I hardly even recognize them. Uh, they look so different now. Um, but we only see these really incremental changes. And, uh, you know, if you go to a museum and you see a bronze statue and you, and you see that spot, on the on the um on the statue where um everybody's just touched that spot as they pass by and it's all shiny um that that didn't happen after one one time you know one time one person you know that's happened after man you gotta wear it down like the rocks in the in the stream they don't they don't get that smooth um, just just on their own. They're constantly worn and refined until there's something that um, that's kind of um, pretty or or appealing. You know, you have a a rough piece of 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 wood. You gotta strip the bark. You gotta strip the uh, branches uh, you have to get it to a rough rough cut roughly the size of what you want you have to uh, you know get it into the shape that you like and then you have to sand it then you keep sanding it down rough sandpaper smoother sanded paper or whatever you call it um So that's why I say work on specific things, cover a lot of skills, um, learn learn a lot of tunes. Um, and when you learn a lot of tunes, you kind of learn all tunes. Like if you learn one tune, you learn you're learning something that's going to come up in a, in a lot of other tunes. Uh, James asks, uh, "Struggle as long as I have?" Um, yeah, I think so. <laughs> I think everybody. You know, kind of does, and um, 
So you just kind of keep working at it. But if, if you have that interest and then you're constantly evaluating and you're constantly working at it, um, you're gonna get gonna get better. Uh, but yeah, it, it kind of takes that whole uh, thing there. of the fingerboard and um, all that technic technique constantly um, um, working on a technique that's where private lessons can really help you out um, because you could have someone watch and listen uh, to to what you do so a little bit like the recording oneself um, um, idea it's um, it's kind of like that but with um, with feedback from from someone who's um, played and kind of gone through the same struggles you have but just at a different time um, in their uh, development um, All right, well, let me know if you have any uh, other questions or um, anything you'd like to do um, or like me to talk about, give my take on. Um, I am currently live streaming on uh, Podbean, so I've got this podcast going. Um, so, uh, um, I'm, I'm, my, my goal there is to do a podcast every day. So, um, but I have been getting at least five or six days a week. Um, but I've been live streaming some of the member, um, area things. Um, not all of them, but just like one of the things, um, that I do in a given day that I think might work well in the podcast format um, but I'm thinking this week I may do a dedicated um, podcast at least at least once I might try that out um, and so check that out if you get a chance uh, it's my podcast is uh, Jim Ellis fret prints and uh, it's a new updated one I'm trying to remove the old one so I, I used to have a podcast quite a long time ago but uh, 
um, a little trouble removing it. I've sent requests and stuff, but anyhow, um, check it out. The new one is um, uh, kind of gray background. I think this guitar, stuff like that. So let me check in on uh, Facebook here. Any uh, comments or questions? Um, and I talked a little bit. Um, oh, thanks. Thanks, Ezekiel. Appreciate your uh, comment. Um, so had a little talk earlier um, this week that I shared um, on static chords, static minor chords. I picked this chord because I thought that that's one I think you have so what and impressions, which so I talked a little bit about pentatonics on that, but there are a lot lot more things you can you can do uh, uh, with that too to kind of create tension as well. Uh, I also have a um, video I'm working on. I'm not sure when it will come out, but uh, I was, I'm planning to do a melody video on uh, my one and only love. So um, my assistant has written that out and uh, checked it for errors. And so, um, so she's doing really great on that. And um, got a little of the tab written out. Um, too, so I need to make some decisions on where it'd be played on a kind of fret by fret basis and fret by string basis. So that will uh, probably be a similar format to to some of the other ones I've done with the um, kind of play along. And my feedback from folks has been pretty good on on that uh, on that tune um, or on that kind of a video. Sounds like those are really helping folks out. So a tune that we were, were work, we've been working on, um, uh, is uh, Along Came Betty, and I have some videos of that from the past, so check those out. Um, but that's a, a tune that we've been working on um, quite a bit, and that's what I was improvising on uh, at the beginning of the uh, live stream today. Thank you. 
Everybody, uh, thanks for checking out this live stream. Oh, another kind of big announcement. Um, uh, we just um, reached 6,000 subscribers on this channel. So um, that's all thanks to, uh, to you folks out there. And I just want to thank you so much for, um, for subscribing um, and I really appreciate it. Um, so as I try to uh, grow and make this um, channel a really great resource for folks uh, to learn um, jazz guitar and improvisation on. Um, so I'm working hard to uh, make these videos um, as good as I can and uh, do live streams as often as I can and uh, release videos as often as I can and um, all that. So just, uh, want to say a big uh, thank you to everyone out there which has reached 6,000 subscribers I think it was Friday evening um, so um, thanks again for all that really appreciate your your support and your interest in this channel all right everybody have a great day have a great practice session I'll see you in the next one